You are now listening to Out of the Blank. 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 Well, welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Billy D'Souza. What's going on, man? You all right? I'm doing all right, man. So, all right. You might as well just tell me why they call you Big Daddy B. <laughs> all right, man. This is probably top five most frequently asked questions of all time for me. And um, to be honest with you, it started off as a bit of a joke. I used to, I used to say that my, my cat used to call me Big Daddy B. And then um, when I started my, my Instagram page, I just thought it was it was funny, so I just stuck with it and ran with it, and then, yeah, man, it just stuck. You like big the name Big Daddy B? So obviously my real name is Billy, and then it was so it's just like Big Daddy, and then B for Billy, so like Big Daddy Billy. So it's just B, Big Daddy B for sure, you know, just for fun. Like I say, it was just a joke, and it just kind of stuck, man. I tried that with a nickname. My Instagram used to be like my personal one used to be uh, Rasta Rob Twenty Two, and. <laughs> I remember I had it in school and so many kids were like, Rasta Rob. I'm like, this fucking sucks. Like, it was just like the worst thing. It wasn't fun at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, a lot of people, I get that all the time, man. Like, people messaging me like, what's your real name? Or like, why are you, why are you called Big Daddy B? But yeah, man, it's, it's, just, it's just all fun and games, to be honest with you. It's just a bit of a joke. It's nothing serious. You know? I started picturing a pimp cane. I mean, it's, I'm guessing that's <laughs> not what you do professionally, is it? No, 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 no. Um, what I do professionally? Okay, um, fuck me. You, you made that sound glamorous. Um, <laughs> what I do day to day, I'm an air conditioning and refrigeration engineer. Although um, for the past three weeks, I haven't been working because of, you know, this corona thing. Yeah, same thing with my buddy. My buddy's HVAC too. I, I took that in school. I just didn't fall into it, which is probably the worst mistake of my life because you can make bank doing that job. Oh, yeah, especially in America, right? Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, here in the UK, not so much because obviously uh, it's the cold weather. So not people don't have them in the house and stuff, really. It's mainly like commercial or like hotels and things like that. But yeah, there's still a lot of money to be made there for sure. Yeah, like down here in the States, um, I live in a beach town. So, I mean, it gets hot as hell, but we have a lot of older people. So they need to keep their house cool all the time. Exactly. Everywhere has uh, AC, you know, in your sort of country. And uh, just going into one of their houses was so strange. I remember I went on my first call when I did it for a little bit, just training under my buddy. He's been doing it for probably eight years now, just making bank. And uh, I rolled up to this house, knocked on the door. I was like, oh, come on in. She's like baking cookies and shit. And there's, there's this old guy just sitting there. It's her husband just screaming at the TV, like watching some movie with Tom Cruise. And it just fucking yelling, what are you doing? What? And I'm like, is this, does he know that they can't hear him? Like, did they know? It was just so strange. But like, I started realizing it's like a pizza delivery job. You get to come across so many types of people. I mean, my first episode. I was talking to my buddy. He, since he works in HVAC, I worked at a hotel at the time. I was just like taking shits in random people's houses. That's what you were doing. He's like, dude, yeah, sometimes you get caught. You have to spray for breeze and they fucking know when you're walking out. When you got to go, you got to go, you know? Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, if I was doing HVAC, that's all I'd be doing. I'd be lighting up everybody's toilet and then marking off every house in the neighborhood. I pooped in that one, that one, and that one. <laughs> So where does this lead into your, what you like doing on your Instagram account? So um, my Instagram account, for all the people that don't know, it's like a, well, it's a food page, but it's not just a food page. I mean, I'm not like a one trick pony. I'll do all types of shit. So I'll do like food challenges, 
cooking video tips. I have a series called Cooking for Dummies, which is basically just uh, basic cooking for people that just don't know how the fuck to cook, you know. It's just showing people that you don't need all these mad ingredients and expensive ingredients to cook good food. It's just as long as you do it simple and well, it comes out well. So it's not just, it's day-to-day stuff, a bit of fitness as well. But the reason why I started the page was um, I had a personal Instagram and I was always posting about food and things like that. And I think people were getting like pissed off and just tired of me posting food all the time. So I was like, fuck it, let me make a, a, a separate food account. And then if, if anyone wants to follow it, they can. And it started off as, again, a bit of a joke, to be honest with you, at first, with the Big Daddy B and everything like that. And then I started getting about 500 followers. And then I was like, fuck, this is this could kind of go somewhere. And I started getting messages and people saying they love the page and stuff. And yeah, it just strived me to do, to do more and to put more time and effort into it and, and start doing more videos and, and more day-to-day shit. And just, yeah, it just, it just went from there, bro. And then I just ran with it. It's weird when you start an Instagram account or you start some type of social media profile. And like in the beginning, it's like, I'll post every now and again. Like I remember when I first made my own personal Instagram, it was like I would post like maybe once every couple of months. And then once you start getting a lot of followers and you start getting a buildup, which is popular if you make a food page. I mean, you could just have I saw there was one um, food page. It was wing reviews. But the page was just the same picture over and over and over again there were no other reviews so it was like 50 wings but it had over 400 something followers and it had to be brand new and i'm like okay so it's really simple when people see pictures of food because we don't really read the caption anymore we just kind of double tap on the photo and keep going yeah people see see the picture and that's what they buy into even like me like if you if you look back at like my first posts i look back now and, and cringe but obviously at the time it was all new to me and I didn't do any of my picks any justice and I wasn't posting the right things. And like now, even now I know when I'm going to post something, I think, like, oh, this is going to pop off or I'm not going to post that because it won't pop off so much. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that um, I only post what people are going to like. I still post whatever the fuck I want to post. But it does make you think more like, oh, people are going to enjoy seeing this. So maybe I'll, I'll cook this today or maybe I'll post this today, you know, because like you say, people, people buy into the picture. A lot of the time people don't give a fuck about what the caption has to say really and truly people buy into the picture and the product you know yeah well when you post a picture too you're also showing that you're there actually this is in front of you you know what i mean um a lot of people try and find something off the internet or do something like that yeah and you can always tell it's a little bit false like you didn't fucking take that picture yeah 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 I, and that's one thing as well on like my page is it's like it's authentic like i'm always honest even like reviews i do some food reviews as well like i'm always honest like i'm always myself i just I just do what I want to do, you know. What do you typically find? Because I know it's different in the UK, but what's the weirdest food that's not in America, like a food review you've done? Um, a food review that's not in America. Um, nothing, to be honest with you, that's not in America. But um, I know that the American food here pops off big, though. Like whenever I do a burger, they go crazy. Yeah, I know if you follow any of those, um, if you follow any of those giant food review pages like Snack Hunter or some other thing like that, like all these treats that we have here, you guys have down there, um, not really as much, but all your everybody in the nah. UK follows it, like just follows those American pages with all those snacks and everything. Yeah, you know, just I guess maybe it's like a look, looking at a little bit of secret menu item. I, I think as well, like people, they love that kind of like. Um, you know, like that kind of real dirty food or like even like, you know, stuff that shouldn't go together. It's like, um, you know, like 
donuts as a bun for a burger or you know any kind of that outrageous stuff people seem to to take to i always talk about it's the weirdness of where we go as a society as being these like right now what we're experiencing everybody's so health conscious so like we need to be you know to be fit you have to eat strict and i've been doing that for years but even for me doing like a can of tuna every single meal and not really enjoying cake or anything for so long you get those fat kid cravings where you're like, I really want to take that fucking pizza and I want to roll it up like a taco and just eat it. You know what I mean? Like that's what everybody's experiencing. That's why these pages are so damn popular. No, I agree. I agree, man. And um, some of the, I mean, some of these food pages, people, they got phenomenal following and really intrigued. Like you say, what are they doing? They're just posting some, some food pics, which like you say, you could, you could Google if you really wanted to, but it's kind of, it's kind of gone mad. How do you typically structure yours differently than all the others? I mean, anybody can look up a feud review thing. How do you typically try and show your character, I would say? Um, so a lot of my character is on my stories or on my posts as well. If you actually bother to read my posts, um, I have like a few phrases that I use like on my reviews. I'll either like say it's highly saluted or, or you know, if it's shit, then obviously it's not, it's not saluted. Um, any kind of snack. I always say it's like a snacky poo, like a light little snacky poo. So I have all these different phrases and stuff that, that I use, which is like just my character and how I am. Cause like I'm a jokey guy and that's just how I am. Like I don't take myself too seriously. So um, that, that's how, that's how I'd say that I'm different to, to other people because I have my own way of posting stuff, writing stuff. And like I say, on my story, if you ever, if you ever watch any of my stories, like my day to day shit, um, yeah, I'm just me, man. I'm unique, but, that's what I like. I like to be. I like to be myself. You know, don't take myself too seriously. Well, it gets a little bit sketchy too on some lines. Like if you talk about how you have to worry about the reliance of followers, like being able to put up a post because you know people want to see it or you'll get unfollows. Then that causes a shit ton of anxiety. It's like, should I take this picture? Should I do this? And it's like, <laughs> I know so many food review pages that are like, I can't do it. It's just too much anxiety and stress. It's breaking me down. I'm like, it's a fucking Instagram page. Post what you want and go on. People are gonna like what they like and they're gonna go off and do other shit. No, I agree, man. Like, I don't, I honestly don't give a fuck what other people think of me or, or what I say. Like, if you watch my cooking for dummies videos, bruv, I do videos in a chef's hat and a, and a pussycat pinny apron. You know, I, I don't give a fuck what people think of me. It's, it's, you know, I don't take myself too seriously and I'm comfortable in my own skin. And um, I think that's why people kind of love me or hate me, you know, but. It's the same reason why we like the real photos of food. We want the real person behind the camera or behind the scene. Like um, I had a, there's a popular UK food page called Bite Size Review. Um, the yeah. host of it's Tom Radford. He came on here and we were just talking about like he tries to do all these things to design cool movies and like little sketches and stuff that he can do in his videos. And I'm like, that's what it's really needed. He tries to highlight the best part about going to a restaurant, that ambiance, that thing. And, you know, what what's really really popular is people want to see those big ass fucking creations they want to see somebody take down a burger that's the size of a small toddler and like it's it's those challenges too and this is where i kind of got fascinated too because you said amateur professional or comp competitive eater i would say yeah I'll, I'll put um wannabe wannabe and that's very popular with people who are fitness freaks because of the whole restricting thing because you know like you get that inner fact you're going dude i don't know how many times i've tried to do a food challenge like i see somebody like you have to eat 30 wings in a, under two minutes i'm like that's a fucking cakewalk 
Yeah, to be honest with you, um, again, that's how it kind of started. Like um, with the food, I, it was like food challenges, uh, new foods and food reviews. And like the food challenges, people always like at me about them. They, they love them. It's, it's weird. People love watching people stuff their face with food, you know, huge amounts of food. And people always say they love my videos and, and things like that. People love the food challenges. It's, it's, it's funny, but it's kind of weird as well. But that's just, that's just how we are as humans. Have you ever seen the show King and Queens? I can't say I have no. What is it? There was um, it's like uh, with uh, not Kevin Smith, uh, the guy from Grown Ups, the big guy. Um, I don't know if you ever seen that movie with Adam Sandler or David Spade. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he played I think Heffernan or something. I forgot what his big big dude Kevin Kevin James yeah. I think his name is. Um, he was on the show, but there was a scene in one of the parts where there was a woman that was doing a diet where she would just watch people consume food and she would get the joy out of doing that. And like, it was this popular thing. So she watched a woman eat this like really, really big donut. And like, she just is salivating over it. But she was like, now I don't have the craving anymore. That's the same thing we're doing when we see epic pictures. You don't want to see somebody. Um, it's, it's a little bit different. I don't know if you ever heard of man versus food. Yeah, yeah, it's big over here. That's popular because you're seeing somebody take down a challenge that is like impossible. So you're rooting for them to go. But what we do with Instagram pictures is that we're seeing a food that we don't want to eat because of calories and all this stuff that would affect us. But we like we get a satisfaction of seeing someone else enjoy it. No, no, I agree. Um, I have a weird habit, actually, when I'm like being healthy, you know, when I'm on my routine and whatnot. Uh, I want to like smell food. Like my wife, if she's eating something good, and I, you know, I'm not eating it because I'm because I'm being healthy, I'll be like, oh, just let me smell it. And it sounds kind of fucking kinky, but <laughs> I get the satisfaction just by smelling it. You know, I do the same thing, bro. I mean, my buddy, he, he you know, he eats like desserts, he eats Chick Fil A, eats all these fast food things. I'm like, let me just get a whiff of that real quick. And he's like, dude, just eat it. I'm like, no, man, no, nah, no. Nah, I'm yeah. I'm trying to be healthy right now. Exactly, I get that smell, and that's enough for me, you know, just to keep me going. Weirdly. So, have you, what challenges have you really taken down by doing competitive eating? Um, so, the first ever challenge I did was the 12 Krispy Kreme Donuts Challenge. Uh, then I did two large cheese stuffed crust Domino's Challenge. Um, That's my favorite pizza, I, bro. That's my favorite. Yeah. Every pizza person I've talked cheese to, I've, crust. I've always talked about the secret, which I learned from eating healthy for so long. You put oregano on your salad, it makes it taste like Domino's pizza crust. Yeah, that that like herby herby taste, but yeah, then I did the um, then I did a there's a a place here called Pike Rumber and they sell like pies, you know, like British pies, and um, they have a challenge called the Pie Scraper Challenge, and it's like three three big pies stacked on each other on top of each other with like mashed potato, mushy peas, cheese, and you gotta eat it in under ten minutes, and um, it's like piping hot. They don't let you cool it down. I did that one. I did 30 wings. They're like really, really spicy wings. 30 wings challenge. Um, I did, there's a place here called Bite Me Burger and they sell like um, really good, like kind of American burgers actually. And it was, you had to do 12 burgers in in 12 minutes. I did that one. Um, I also did, what other ones have I done? I've done around, I think I've done about around 12, 12 challenges in total. I did. There's another thing as well. Have you ever heard of Jaffa Cakes? No. They're a British thing. Very, very British. They're like a, a cross between like a, a cake and a, and a biscuit, I guess. I think I've had that at my buddy's house because my buddy's um, family is originally from the UK. 
Like, oh, okay, I cool. didn't know that until I just walked in and his dad was watching the UFC fight and he was smoking a cigarette inside the house. And that's just what he did. Like, I guess, I guess that was a common thing for them in the UK to do yeah. smoke right in the house. Very, very common, mate. But yeah, Jaffa cake, it's like a sponge base and then it has like a bit of like orange jelly and then it's covered in chocolate. So I did a hundred, hundred of them. Jesus, man. Um, yeah, it was sickly, man. It was sickly. But yeah, I've, I've done a fair few challenges. To be honest with you, I had a few um, Easter challenges planned with like hot crust buns and Easter eggs. But with the coronavirus thing and like people losing jobs and struggling to eat and, and the lack of food and whatnot, I thought it was a bit insensitive to be on camera eating shit ton of food, you know. So it's just... it sucks because of what's going on for businesses and all these things, but it's really, really weird because it's also beneficial to social media influencers, a lot of people that are on social media and that's how they are thriving. Like small businesses that are just starting up, just creating an Instagram page. They're getting so many people following them right off the back. Um, people always talk about like, I bet podcast listening is probably off the charts because people are just sitting around at home. It's like <laughs> actually there's a big fall in podcast listening because nobody's on their work commute exactly no one's like working out or if they are that they're, they're you know they're not working out as much or whatever you know and it's 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 a little bit difficult too especially in times like this but like is uk like food challenges popular is that a common thing down there because I, I thought it was strictly like a, a more of it was in america so it's definitely a hundred times more in america but i will say in the last couple years has kind of taken off like there's a couple big people like um beard meets food and there's a girl called leah shakiva they're doing big big things they're both absolute beasts so they're kind of really pushing it there's a few others as well but there's um one called carl meets food as well and they're kind of pushing it and there is a, it's getting bigger and bigger but we you know we're always kind of a bit behind you guys you guys are, are almost a bit advanced in you know music and and things like that. So it's coming, it's coming, it is coming. But um, I think it's part of our culture as well, though. You know, in America, you guys have a lot more bigger portions and things like that. You do a lot more outrageous stuff like that. Whereas we're more like subtle and, and laid back and, you know. So How I, I do you think... typically train for one of these challenges? Because, like, I, I, I guarantee you if I tried any of these challenges, I would be, like, the best because I know I can handle – like, I can eat freaking – like a whole pizza in a minute or two I, I could just tear it open but i'm a real health conscious guy so i don't do any of that but like what do you typically challenge because i feel like the hardest part would probably be the after effect when you're starting to feel that huge bloating you just got to lay on your couch and just hold your stomach <laughs> yeah i mean the the way i prepare for them is um nothing particular during the to stay in shape because i have naturally a huge appetite that's why i first started doing food challenges because I've always been able to eat huge amounts of food ever since I was a kid. And um, so during the week, I'm on like low calories. I have a physical job, I work out. And then at the weekends, I just eat whatever the fuck I want. So it kind of balances itself out. So what I will do Monday to Friday is do my usual diet, like low calorie, around 1,600 calories a day. And then I'll do a food challenge on the Saturday. And in the morning... I'll just drink water, no food, and then I'll go and do the challenge like in early afternoon. So that's the only real way I, I prepare for it. And after, um, to be honest with you, I'm pretty good with like, even like people get a lot of like toilet issues after as well. A lot of people say that, but I have like guts of steel, man. Like I can eat spicy food. I can eat, I can eat anything. I don't get any real change. I might have like 
two shits a day rather than one. But other than that, I don't don't get any issues. And and yeah, I get bloated obviously when I eat a huge amount of food, but I don't get like bed bound or I don't get suffer with any any issues to be honest with you i'm very very lucky that, that way even with a lot of fitness people too like bodybuilders like for me i've worked out every single day for going on seven years now even with coronavirus i'm still going to the gym i got my key um but like it's difficult for me when i consume a lot of food to get that bloat it goes starts playing a little factor in your head like i have a six pack so it's like <laughs> that's what i prioritize on like just because i love you know the aesthetic appeal stuff but when you know you eat a lot of food and it goes away i try and tell people like it's not there forever it's just there when you're in the gym and like when you wake up in the morning or after a nice shit but i'm telling you it's it's it plays a factor into your head you're telling me that doesn't play a factor for you just being a fitness freak um for me personally don't get me wrong you know of course i look at myself sometimes i'm like oh fuck maybe like sometimes you know like when you fuck up on your diet like i'll plan myself to have the weekends free and sometimes it can spill over, you know, to like Monday, Tuesday. And then before you know it, you're like, fuck, I need to get back on the diet. And if if I'm off my diet for the weekend, that's fine. After I'll be a bit bloated for Monday, Tuesday. But after that, I'm back to where I was. But if, if it spills over like three, four, five days, then it starts, you know, affecting me and, and I can't get away with it. So then, so then I'll do. But to be honest with you, bro, like when I was a kid, like when I say to people, I was a fatty at heart, like I was a chubby kid. I was too. I've always been, I've always been chubby. So for me, like what I am now, I'm like super, super slim compared to that. So it doesn't, it doesn't bother me too much. Obviously, like I say, when it gets out of hand and it ends up being like a full week of just binging and stuff, then yeah, of course I'm like, fuck, I need to, you know, my face is looking chubby. I'm looking bloated. I'm looking fluffy. I'm holding water. Then I'll start to worry, but um, just for like one challenge or like two days or something, no, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me because I know what, what, you know, I know in a couple of days it's going to be back to normal. So do you typically go into one of the challenges, like just not eating anything? I feel like that would be like one of the biggest mistakes. So I generally do the challenges like early, early afternoon. So it ends up being around 12, 1 p.m. So I, I, I generally don't eat anything because I just feel that I need a good, at least six hours without eating so i just generally don't eat anything i just drink water but if it is later on in the day like it's, a lot of people do them like late afternoon early evening then i would definitely eat something but just because typically i do the challenges earlier i don't really need to if that makes sense yeah and plus it's probably better doing the challenges earlier too because you let that digest in your stomach like somebody does it like super late at night and trying to go to bed you're just fucking in pain <laughs> exactly exactly so yeah typically i don't personally but if i did challenges later on in the day i, I would because like you say people have this misconception like oh i'm gonna starve myself for two days that's the worst thing you can do because when you're eating huge amounts of food you want to warm your stomach up you know ready for that that big amount of food if you, if you don't it's going to be cold and stiff and shrunk you know yeah well if we even talk about like going back to like childhood thing problem too i mean i was called fat when i was a kid like made fun of a lot for it and then when i got to high school i mean i was surviving off an apple a day like one apple was enough to feed me the whole entire day and like i thinned out pretty bad and then i had to work up to eating three or four meals a day for so long and it, it you know it's a challenge but your stomach shrinks down and i remember um 
I, I was having like Thanksgiving dinner that night. So I was like, I need to go extra hard in the gym. I need to make sure I can burn it, burn a whole bunch before and go into it just so I can be able to eat what I want to eat. And uh, I ran on the treadmill. I ran like 15 or 20 miles or something and burned like 2000 something calories. And I went right into Thanksgiving dinner. I wasn't super hungry, but once I started going, dude, I mean, even after a turkey leg, a little bit of mashed potatoes and a little slice of pie, my stomach shrunk down. And it was like, it felt like I swallowed a razor blade. It was just working its way through my intestine. I was like, I'm in so much pain right now. And it turns out when you go in there on like an empty stomach or you do a hardcore run and then eat a lot of volume of food, your stomach shrinks down so it can't digest it all. No, you're right. Um, fun fact, one of my first food challenges on, on the page was the two large cheese stuff crust dominoes. And um, I've, you know, I've crushed two large cheese stuff crusts for fun like easy so I was like, oh this is going to be an easy one i know i can do it i'll video myself doing it it's one of my first challenges but before i'd been dieting for around two and a half months um and because it, it was coming into the summer and um i'd lost about um 20 25 pounds and obviously because i was losing weight you know my calories were getting lower and lower and lower for a sustained period of time and when i did that challenge i did it but bro i i struggled like the last four slices did not want to go down. And I, and after I was like, what, what is going on? Like I can do these for fun normally, but it's because I've been dieting for a sustained period. My stomach had shrunk. Like, honestly, I, I struggled. It took me like 18 minutes, but I've crushed them in like 12 minutes before easy. It's weird when you work out so hard and then you're not super hungry. You just eat like a small snack. Like that's enough to fill you. But then there's like, you get these random moments. Like if you wake up after like a hard workout or something, like, you know, you go home, go to sleep and wake up like the next day. You're so like insatiable hunger. I had one point where I ate two boxes of Raisin Bran. Dude, I didn't shit for a week, man. I was in so much pain. I had to go and run it off at the freaking gym. I had so much fiber inside of me. I was all blocked <laughs> Too much <up>. <laughs> Uh, the, the funny thing is for me as well is um i find when i don't eat it's not so bad like when i start eating little that's when it really wets my appetite and i'll get starving but if i don't eat obviously i'm hungry but i can kind of deal with it if that makes sense like oh during the week i fast all day i have one meal a day because i have such a big appetite that if i start having like small meals throughout the day I would just be like starving. Like my stomach would just be like growling like mad. That's that's like that for me too. Um, it's because you're keeping your metabolism burning. It's like you, more food you put in, the more you do this. I started noticing when I was eating like an apple a day, like years ago, I was like, it, this is like a, keeping me full. And it was because of my, my stomach was like, we don't need that much. We don't need to keep the metabolism burning. But if you have a keep food in there, people don't look at like food. You have to burn calories digesting that. No, I agree. I agree. And um, like I say, because I have a, a big appetite, if I'm trying to be like healthy, you know, and I'm on lower calories, having small meals throughout the day, it just honestly, like my stomach just hurts so bad because I'm so hungry. But if I fast all day long, as ridiculous as it sounds, of course, I'm hungry, but it doesn't bother me. And I just deal with it. And then in the evening, I have a huge meal and then I'm satisfied and I'll go to bed and I'm not like prone to relapsing in the, in the evening because when I used to like eat healthy with smaller meals, it would get to the evening, which is like when I most get hungry and I've eaten all my calories or I've only got a little, little amount of calories left. And then I would just binge because I'll be like, fuck, I'm starving. Like I can't go to bed hungry, you know? <laughs> so yeah, that's why I fast all day and I just have that one big meal. But people think I'm crazy, but 
that's just that's just how my body works i usually eat probably like four meals a day but like they're really small like i would do like um yeah. maybe like a can of tuna and like a small salad or something and that would be a full meal for me but like yeah I start to notice like once I have like my dinner, cause I get up, I mean, at midnight basically, and I start my workouts and do whatever. So I'm like, I'm up for like 16, 17 hours. Once I hit like three is usually when I have my dinner. Like I just have my meal and I'm, that's it for me. And then I usually go in bed, try and get in bed like five or 6 PM, wake up super early, do whatever. Um, yeah, man, if I go to sleep at like five, I'll wake up at seven 30 and I'll be fucking starving. Like my body's like, what the fuck? Like you haven't eaten in days. And I'm like, I just ate like not even a couple hours ago. Yeah. It's, it's wild, man. It's wild. Like I say, when, when I tell people I'm not as hungry and nothing than if I have smaller meals, they look at me like I'm crazy, but it's just the God's honest truth. It's hard to kind of explain that to people that don't work out or something. It's just like something you end up figuring out later. It's like, why am I eating all these weird foods and putting them together? I, that's where I figured out peanut butter and eggs were the best thing you can possibly eat. I don't know how I discovered that. I was making egg whites and they have the PB Fit, which is like powdered peanut butter. I put that yeah, in yeah, a yeah. bowl and I just mixed those two together. Dude, just try it. It'll change your life. It, you know, it's funny talking about like stuff that you think wouldn't go together. I remember years ago, I used to see like Americans, you know, eating like pancakes with bacon and eggs and maple syrup. And I, used to, I honestly thought like, that is fucking disgusting. Over here, we, we, we have a word called gorgia. It basically means like you just eat stuff that, you know, it's just like sickening. And um, I used to literally cringe. And then I, one day I tried it and it like just it blew me away. And ever since then, I've just loved sweet and savory and things that just don't go together. Dude, I'm telling you, you could, you're really good at probably like helping people think of cool recipes to do. Like I've talked yeah. to so many business owners that own like donut shops and all these like, you know, sub shops, all these things. I made, like, I just tossed out an idea. They're like, that sounds awesome. And then they make it and it's a popular item. It's because like, you get those fat kid cravings, man. I noticed it when I was, my buddy was pulling out um, Eggo waffles out of his freezer and he was just making them. I was like, you're going to eat those plain? He's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, put a little bit of syrup on top of it. Grab some cereal, those frosted flakes you got in the free or fridge. He put his cereal in the fridge, which is fucking weird. But, um, I was like, now crush it up, put it on top of that, add a little bit of fruit, maybe add this and that. And he's like, dude, that sounds disgusting. I'm like, turn it into a sandwich and eat it that way. He did it. He was like, this is the best thing I've ever fucking had. I was like, I got them cravings, dog. Yeah, man. I think, you know, it's like people as well. You know, they say that, um, opposites attract. It's the same with food, you know, opposites go together you know yeah what's um one have you ever tried doing the food challenges like off the internet like people suggesting certain things to do do you ever open to that um so yeah so the 100 jaffa cakes challenge uh the the number one uk eater here for women is leah shakiva she has a youtube channel and she does all different crazy crazy um food challenges and and the the 100 jaffa cakes was one she did so that kind of inspired me so yeah, I have done a couple for sure. What's um like? Have you ever seen Matt Stoney on Snapchat? Not on Snapchat, but I know I know who Matt Stoney is, and I've I've seen his videos. He tries to tackle all those uh, world challenges. Do you ever try and do anything like that? Like you know, tear open eight boxes of Frosted Flakes or Lucky Charms and have that nice Lucky Charm poop. To be honest with you, um, I haven't actually thought about doing a cereal a cereal challenge because I love cereal, and one of one of my friends actually on on, on Insta. Matt, he just did uh, like a huge 1.5 kilo uh, cereal <laughs> challenge. So I, th- I think I'm going to do one soon, you know. I just haven't got around to it. Thing is, I'll work six days a week. I have so many ideas for like the, for the page. 
it's just getting around to doing them, man. But yeah, definitely, I, I love cereals. So I would I, love to do that. I look at those food challenges. I'm like, I would do it, but then I would re- immediately regret and hate myself afterwards. Just the feeling of all that. But like, I watched a f- the one of the funniest videos, which was they used to have these things called, you know, the Haribo gummy bears. The little teddy bears. Haribo, yeah. There was a sugar-free version that came out. I don't know if you heard about this, but if you look up this, I'm telling anybody listening, um, you two, look this up. Look up sugar-free gummy bear reviews on Amazon. It is thousands and thousands of reviews of people screaming about how hard of a shit they took. And the reason why is because if you eat these gummy bears, they don't, they're discontinued. Because they realized the sugar thing that they put in there, the artificial stuff, made you shit your brains out. And one of the funniest reviews I have ever read was some guy going, after three hours screaming in agony in my bathroom, my ass finally exploded like Mount St. Helens. And I swear to God, it's the top review. It's so funny. But there was a guy that took the challenge on. He ate a five-pound bag of these things. And you just see him, you know, he's holding his stomach together. He's like holding his lower part of his stomach and like curling up in a little ball, like rocking back and forth. And then he just goes into the bathroom and he immediately you just hear him scream and you get to see him just shit his brains out like the Dumb and Dumber movie. <laughs> it's funny talking about um talking about shits and, and stuff like that. Um going back to me saying I have guts of steel. My brother, he gave me like a a protein cereal, right? This was a couple of years ago. For the same reason. He he ate them right and they just backed him up badly and then literally one day he just absolutely exploded in the toilet, like two days worth. And he gave them to me. He's like, Oh, you know, the the the, the special sugar substitute or whatever in them is like messing me up. Like, do you want them? I was like, yeah, I'll give him a try. So I am, and I was fine. But he, he was telling me that it was mad. That was, was good. good. That's pretty popular with whey protein. <laughs> Either you can't handle it, and at the point where it gives you, like, immediately, like, you have to go to the bathroom immediately after you have it, or it stops you up forever where you can't even handle it. Yeah, you either go one way or the other, right? It's freaking nuts. And, like, I was looking at – um. You know, whey protein, like, you know, you do pea protein, all these types of things. Whey protein, like, the casein version makes me shit immediately after I have it. But then, like, the other ones, they're just fine. Like, I'm typical. Like, I can handle those. But, you know, you know, probably being a fitness freak, gas, the protein farts are the biggest thing in the world. Like, you can clear a fucking bus with that. Bro, that, you know, when you're in the gym and there's always this one guy as well. It's the same fucker, man. It does it, and it's like it's like death, bro. It's like cancer. Dude, I'm that guy that. too. That's why I go to the gym at like two o'clock in the morning, so I have the whole thing. I could just light it up and then spray it down later. You like you like gasping for air, and that fucker lets on off. Bro. Dude, That's I'm doing freaking what do you call it? Leg raises, and next thing you know, you lift your legs up, your ass just goes right out. I'm like, damn, that sucks. Next thing you know, like I'm walking out because I'm choking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest with you, I don't really um, I do have protein powder, but I don't really use it much anymore just when i'm low on protein you know but generally i'll get my protein from food but yeah i do remember back in the day when i was first getting into to fitness and i was thinking i need three shakes a day and yeah that's, that's what that's i did back in the day there was a problem with it i got freaking like because you immediately think you see all the pictures of muscle building you immediately think that's what it's got to be to build muscle and then like my first couple of years was like every meal was a protein shake i would rarely have food i would have like fruit and stuff on top of it but it would be strictly protein shakes and i I didn't shit for like two weeks one time and i'm like yeah um i don't know what to do and they're like you're not getting any food in there it's just turning into like liquid so it's like you you don't have the ability to really need to shit and i'm like 
that's a good thing and a bad thing because I actually do enjoy shitting, but it's nice because you never have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been working out for 10 years now and the first five to six years, I wasted so much time, money and effort on just like myths, you know, like that, like protein shakes. Like the minute I finished my last rep in the gym, it was like protein yep. shake down, get it down ASAP, um, you know, no fat, just carbs only and you know all these all these myths man i, I wasted so much time honestly i did the same i mean learn. seven years dude i'm only three years behind you but i just figured out like not even like eight months ago like for me i work out so much that all my testosterone's burned off i don't feel the need to like go out and you know get sex all the time but i was like what's going on i was talking to like my uh gym owner and i was like i'm not feeling the need to you know do this is there something wrong with me should i go to the doctors and i had gone and they told me nothing was wrong and i started eating um nuts the little trail mix and after like a couple months I started getting aggressive. I started getting like testosterone back again. And I was like, what is this? And I looked it up. The nuts, uh, since I was eating no fat, which is goes to your hormones, it helps build testosterone. Just eating handfuls of it a day, I started building it back up to the point like I'd be doing a rep on the bench press. Some dude would come up to me like, hey, let me get a spot on that. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, this is my shit. <laughs> yeah that's 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 true man that's true it's weird because you start to uncover these things later and it's like everyone has to think that you know it's all figured out like oh i know exactly what i have to do to build a routine i'm like you know what works for you man like not everybody's gonna be vegan so you got to understand that not everybody's going to be able to eat a carnivore diet and i mean people like like you for instance that are just doing all these challenges and things you can't have a certain diet you know you can't just do what's all vegan food challenges what is that i don't know like drinking too much matcha tea or something yeah it doesn't exist doesn't exist i agree but um yeah going back to to like doing shit wrong i remember like back in the day i used to think as long as it didn't have fat in it i could eat as much as i wanted so I was trying to lose weight. I was eating like, mate, tons and tons of, of pasta. I was eating like Haribo's, like, cause they got no fat and thinking I can eat whatever the fuck I want. Come to weigh myself after a week and I gained like half a pound. I'm like, I was fuming, I was pissed off. I was like, I've worked so hard. I've been spot on on my diet and I've gained half a pound. How is this happening? Even now, like I only consume probably around 750 calories a day. And that's a lot for me. Um, like, I mean, I'm one thirty-five, five eight, and I'm like 3% body fat. And that's just because I do like to enjoy other food now, but that took me a while to get there. But like back when I was in the beginning, when I was working out, I mean, I didn't have a job during one winter. I was working out twice a day. I was burning. I would do a extreme weightlifting session. Then I would go home, eat like a can of tuna in a pickle. That was it. A can of tuna in a pickle. Just use that like a celery stick to scoop it out or something. Eat it like that. Then I, so I was only consuming 500 calories. Then I'd go home uh, or no, after I eat, I would go back to the gym and then I would burn 1600 on the treadmill. And I did that for so long. And then eventually like my boss is like, do you want to enter a competition? I'm like, what? I'm like, this is not what everyone looks like that has a six pack. He goes, no, 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 no. That you're not supposed to keep that 24 seven. That is unhealthy. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, you notice how you're wearing a heavy ass jacket when it's freaking like it's 70 in my house and I'm wearing a jacket like, you know, that type of deal. It's like, yeah, it's because you have nothing on there to keep you warm. I was like, oh, so that stuff is essential. That's wild, bro. Um, You must be like shredded to the bone, right? You say 138, dude. 138. Oh no, I was actually 135, 5'8, um, 3% body fat. It's a little bit like th maybe 
three, four percent body fat now. I mean, I got to the point where there was not an ounce on me. I'll send you a picture of it and everything. That was a few years ago. I mean, I was working out. You don't have a job, so all you do is sleep and eat all day. So it's like you can just work out. You know, I would just work out in the morning, come back, sleep, eat, watch a movie, work, go right back to the gym. And you know, doing that for so long, like I was going to enter competitions and stuff. And it's the whole aspect of like. I never was comfortable taking my shirt off. I was never that type of guy. I just got, you know, even like taking the shirt off to get in the shower is an issue. But like, you know, it's, you know, my own stuff I have to get. I remember I did jet skis. So you were, you know, wearing board shorts. You were having to go in the water. So you're taking off your shirt and stuff. And I would, you know, not eat all day because I was out on the water all day. But I come back in, you see the six pack through someone's mirror on their car. And you're like, oh, <laughs> shit. See the six pack popping. it's just it's a good feeling because like i always tell people like because i do like on my own personal i'll post instagram pictures of something and i'm like it's not about showing off and showing you this this that like it pisses me off so bad when i see someone put up a picture like just worked out i'm like it's your first workout you worked out 30 minutes you don't know anything about the gym life and i'm like i've done it every day for seven years but i don't go around you know putting pictures up every single day of my workout i just go and do it because it's not about being the hardest working in the gym it's just about being consistent show up make an effort you know don't be a dick to people i'm very very uh beneficial to people there i try and tell them like hey man like don't worry about people looking at you do your own shit you know have fun make sure you know first two weeks is the hardest no i agree man um like you say going back to when people are like oh you know what's the best exercise for chest or what's this or what's that but like it's getting to know your own body like everyone's different everyone you know some of us got long limbs some of us got short limbs some of us are flexible you know everybody's different so it's all about you know getting to know yourself and and your own body is it's not like a a one one cookie cutter for 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 every person you know but some people when they first start working out and things like that they don't they don't really understand that unfortunately And it's crazy, too, because you'll see, like, all the big bodybuilder guys that'll walk in the gym, and they're all wearing, like, heavy-ass jackets and stuff. It's like, why don't you show that off? And they have that same disorder. They drive a small-ass car, probably, like a fucking Kia or something. And, you know, but they're a big guy. So, like, you're sitting there in traffic or something. There's a small car in front of you. You start screaming at the guy. Big gorilla just gets out of the car. You're like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, be careful who you're you're running your mouth to in the car. That's for sure. That's like, when when I'm in the car with, with my wife, She's like, um, she likes to fucking shout at people. And I'm thinking like one day she's going to shout at the wrong person and she's going to get me fucked up. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, I got this. Um, I went to my doctor's and to draw blood or something, you know, give a little blood and they were going to test it and everything. My veins are so protruding. Like, I mean, they're just, they're sticking right on my skin. And she's like, holy shit, this is going to be easy. I'm like, right, dude, she missed six times. I'm like, it's right fucking there. Like, you can literally see it. Like, I don't understand why you're missing so much. And she was like, let me try your other arm. I was like, now this one's going to hurt. Oh, shit. So I'm a bit off topic, but what's the, like, the number one uh, stereotypical thing that um, Americans have about, you know, people from the UK? Oh God, this gets into it. This happens. Usually it starts off in the beginning. Someone from the UK is like, I know you guys have a lot of crime down there and it starts hitting on America. I'm like, all right, bro, there's let's, let's look at it. I think the big thing probably in UK is, um, you guys are like smoking all the time, 24 seven, always the, you know, the fags, those types of cigarettes, that's what you guys call them. And then, um, really kind of like, I would say real, but a lot of people would say dickish 
only because you guys curse a lot, but I'm like, it's normalized over there. Like for me, cursing is just like, it's how I talk, you know, and yes. Australia saying the C word is an issue in America, but in Australia, they say it like I had somebody say it 30 times in like five minutes. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Like I will say over here, we, we, like you say, like Australian, we do swear a lot. Um, but I will say the C word cunt is is that is the worst one but like that's the that's the only one that's regarded as like a, a bad word everybody's you know? asshole just clinches up when you say that word too yeah 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 especially women women don't like that like i don't I, like that word if you i didn't if you call them out. i didn't even truly understand um really like why uk i just thought uk people when i was a kid were just a little bit mean but then when i went to my buddy's house and his dad's from the uk and everything and his his mom's not but um, like his sisters, they're all raised here. But his dad came from over here. He's an older guy, probably like in his 60s. Um, so it was weird having like a buddy who has an older dad, like older kind of like grandpa age a little bit. And um, I remember coming in, he's smoking on the couch. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, how you doing? He goes, how you doing? And like, you know, it's like, you know, nice and polite. And then I'm like talking to my buddy. And he goes, hey, just let you know, when you're like upstairs and you're talking to my dad and everything, he might say something that might come off as rude, but that's just how he is from back in his country. It's just different over there. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah. And get up fine and later. Like, you'd be like, can I get some more pancakes? He goes, you eating a lot of food there, aren't you? I'm like, oh, shit. Like, you know, you're just being super blunt about it. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, um, like you said, some, like people that don't know the UK people, they will think that that's being rude but that, that's just the way we are we're, we're quite like blunt straight to the point don't beat around the bush you know well even like with america too what do you see that um comes from the uk you guys uh consider i guess stigmatized over here you know like you look at us what do you think so number one is just like um everything's like fucking fast food like everything's 24 hours like fast food like don't get me wrong here now you can get like some mcdonald's at 24 hours and things like that but things do close at like you know 10 o'clock and things like that whereas like in america pretty much everything's like fucking 24 hours you know oil hot all the fast food joints everything's like nothing sleeps like that and it's just like yeah all the fast food shit you know the sodas like you're always drinking fucking soda and, and shit with a lot of uh, sugar in and yeah, just the, just the normal stereotypical stuff, you know. And it's crazy to see that too, because you know where that's even worse is in China. Everything is twenty four seven there, and that's just because they're main producers. I mean, China is nonstop. We get everything from there, but America, it's all about like people work from two o'clock in the morning till six a.m. or they work like really late overnight shifts and stuff. So everything's twenty four hours for convenience. You know, we're more about making money, not really caring about ethics or something we just we have to work two or three jobs and next thing you know that's enough to just be able to survive and like uk everybody always talks about like oh but the weather's shitty over there i'm like yeah but they're fucking happy a lot of them are like doing family things like they all have a family they get to home to see their kids at a reasonable time and it's like over here people are you know there's a woman that has three kids and she's never home to even see them yeah like that's one thing i noticed about like america and, and canada as well actually is like here in the UK, like we have like holiday, so like why well, you guys call it um vacation, we call it holiday. But like at Christmas we get time off, at Easter we get time off. We'll get like um two three weeks holiday as well, like throughout the year to go on holiday and things like that. Whereas like people in America and Canada, they ha they might get like two weeks in total. Sometimes they're they're not even allowed to take it. You know, it's just pretty crazy. 
I would love to live in another country like the UK or Australia or something, but I would just be walking around trying to figure out everything. Like, why the fuck is everyone driving on the wrong side of the road? It's this side. And everyone's like, nah, mate, it's on this side. It's like, oh, shit. Like, I'd, I'd be all backwards and stuff. I didn't just living in the house the whole time, just, you know, creeping out to get the mail and going back in. Now, can you walk out and pick up your mail like naked or in your boxers? Yeah, if you want to. That, see, that <laughs> just became illegal down here. There was some state that just passed that you can't go out and like, you know accept mail or get your mail or newspaper or whatever in your boxers. I'm like, really? Now our freedom is truly gone. Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed as well, in 2015, I, I, um, I traveled America for a month. And um, one thing I noticed as well, even though you guys you speak English, is a big uh, di- different dialect, you know, There's barrier. There's an accent depending on where you're from like for instance i'm from maryland we're close to baltimore maryland so there's a thing just because we're below the mason dixon line people will be like you have a southern drawl or southern accent to you i'm like it's just baltimore when we say most people say how do you say on um, the first day of the week monday we say monday how do you say <laughs> the next day tuesday tuesday you know, it's just like that. You'd be like Bal- yeah. Baltimore. There's no D in it. It's it's straight up Baltimore. But like you have to stop yourself sometimes. But it's like the same thing. You get someone from New York or from Boston. Like I'm from fucking Boston. It's like it's it's a different dialect and they'll curse a lot. That's just because of where they're at. Yeah, no, I agree. But um, even like, um, you know, like people were just looking at me blankly all the time. Just stupid things like, um, you know, I'd be like, oh, where's the toilet? And they'd be like blank face like what do you mean toilet what's what i'm like oh the restroom sorry or i'm like oh have you got a tissue they're like tissue like yeah you know i've got a tissue to wipe my mouth they're like oh a napkin then i'm like oh you know i'm in the supermarket you call them a wanker you call them a wanker they're like what the fuck (laughs) i'm like um where's the trolleys they're like trolleys i'm like yeah you know the trolleys to push around they're like oh the shopping cart and i'm like oh man it was just like that, like all the time. You just got to get used to the different dialects. It was pretty wild. You don't realize until you go out there that you're like, fuck, we talk completely different. Well, it's like you look at it. It's like they look like us, so they talk like us. And then it's like you realize like their whole country is completely different. Like just even now, for me, it's just approaching like 5 a.m. For you, it's probably like 10 or, it's, you know, it's yeah, it's like it is, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's heading into around lunchtime. Like it's a complete difference. Like remember as a kid, I just thought the whole world was the same. Everybody worked off the same clock until you start figuring out time zones. And even now at the age of 22 i'm still like what the fuck is the difference between time zones i'm trying to talk to a dude in australia or something or i'm trying to talk to a dude from a whole other country and i got to get up at like you know whatever 1 a.m just to be able to talk to him when he's having dinner yeah it's 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 pretty crazy right it's pretty mad it's like a whole different world right if you could live one other place what would where would you choose to live um i think the the one place that i can see is very quite similar to the uk and i could see myself living was um i went to vancouver i thought that was really cool man i could see myself living there and it's not that i couldn't see myself living in america i just i just saw that the canada canada was vancouver in, in specifically was um yeah very similar to the uk and where they're in our commonwealth as well they have a lot of them have a lot of british ties out there 
Yeah, so um, their their parents are are from the UK or their uncle or whatever, so they have a lot of British ties out there too. And even like if we talk about like Canada and stuff, like it's weird to see. Um, like for them, they would be open about talking about a lot of stuff that we would consider like, oh, you can't say that here. Like I did a podcast with a dude from India, and he was a cannabis educator, but it's still illegal over there. So it, he was talking about it in secret, trying not to incriminate himself or anything. I'm like, dude, like. I, d- I didn't realize, like, even in America, you can talk about whatever because it's just becoming so normalized now. It's weird to see how the world is kind of working in a way, like what's what's pass or go in different countries. Yeah, it's pretty wild, even here, man. Like, they're trying to they're trying to push for it to be legal, but bro, it's fucking illegal here. Like, you'll see people in the clubs snorting cocaine in the toilet and all lawyers and stuff snorting cocaine. That's fine, but. If you're smoking a joint, you're like a criminal. It's, it's kind of messed up how you're tarnished with that same brush, you know. It's, well, a lot of it's, us, it's like, weird, man. where weird. we look at you guys and we say, like, oh, they're angry all the time. It's only because the funniest videos you ever see is some dude in the UK that's driving. He's like, look, more fucking cars on the road. And it's like, that's what we do, too. Like, but we're looking at those videos and that's all we get. I'm like, I've talked to um this one dude from Australia. He's like, you guys have a gun problem over there. I'm like. What do you mean? Like every just because you you know it's about owning your own gun or something. I get that, but like he's like, yeah, people killing everybody all over the place. I'm like, hold on, you got a really media perception view of America. That's not what it is. I'm like, your country also had problems with guns, where the one dude banned them from the whole entire state or whatever the little city or whatever. And I'm like, and nobody even talks about your rabbit problem. He goes, what do you mean? I'm like, you guys have uh, so many rabbits that you had to ban them from major cities that they're not allowed to be pets. Because that's why they I had, didn't know that. They had um, 1894 or something like that. Some guy, an English settler, came over with two rabbits. And you know the phrase, they breed like rabbits? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. this – well, it was more than two. It was probably like maybe like 50 rabbits or so. They bred like crazy, and that's what happened to Australia's rabbit population. Spiked so fucking high, I mean, to two point something billion after like 10 years or something. And they had to ban them from major cities. It's illegal to own. I'm like, that's what happens. You end up fucking up, and then this is what happens. That's wild. I, I never knew about that. I'm not, I'm not big on history actually they'll be like that with food what do you mean food challenges you're making history you're doing all these things yeah yeah yeah. the best part is you're making um you're getting your name on the wall i think is my favorite part about it like doing a challenge people cheering you on and stuff too do you ever get that when you go to a certain place um i I haven't had like people cheering me on to be honest with you like i'll get the camera out and i'm like what's going on people big daddy b here like back with another video and people look at me like i'm a fucking weirdo so to be honest with you, no, not cheering me on. Um, not yet anyway. Maybe maybe one day. People are more like, what the fuck's going on here? That's weird because <laughs> if you see it in America, if you do any type of challenge here, there'll be like people in the restaurant that'll be cheering you on and egging you on and stuff. Yeah, but that's just typical like America. That's kind of your spirit to be like that. I think the Brits are like, I'm not saying that we don't come together, but like we're a bit like, We'd be more like, oh, what the fuck's going on over there? We wouldn't be like, oh, yeah. You'd be like, let's, what's go, the let's f- go, champ. <laughs> what's the fucking point of doing that? Like, that's what they'd be like over there. Yeah, but. exactly, exactly, exactly. You, you, got, you hit the nail on the head. And the it, Americans are very much like happy-go-lucky, like, hey, man, what's going on? Like, you're, you know, you're in a lift, um, or you say, like, elevator. People would be like, hey, what's going on, man? Like, cool, yeah, how's your day going? Like, 
Whereas like Brits, I'm not saying someone wouldn't be like, hey, how's it going? But it's, it's very subtle, you know. Yeah, someone will say, all right, all right, and that's it. It's- well, you get the people in America here, they'll be on the escalator and you'll be like, hey, hey man, how's your day going? Like, fuck off. And it's like, all right, all right, I get you. You know, you do. No, nah, but as, as a whole, I think Americans are the same with Canadians. You're very like happy-go-lucky, like more like, whereas the Brits here, we're more like, not all of us, but you, you know what I mean? We're a bit more, you know. You're, ice, you're a little bit like to yourselves. I get that. And actually, that's what I enjoy. I'm, I try and be a little bit closed off, too. It's just like you got to do your own shit, have your own things on your own mind, get on your own routine and do your thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And I, I think the, the weather has a lot to do with it as well. Um, you know, we, we get a lot of fucking rain here and, and not much sun. And I definitely think that, that that has something to do with it as well. Because like three quarters of the year, you want to hibernate. It's not the same because, you know, you go to Spain or anywhere like that where they have more sun. They're the same. They're more happy. They're more out and about doing stuff here in the UK. You know, it's it has a negative. The weather definitely has a negative effect on your mood. on everybody's yeah. mood. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. When it when it's always grey outside, it's you know well, you're depressed all to... the time. Like if it rains, you're just like I just want to sit inside all day. But then like it's sunny out, you want to go out and experience the world. Exactly, and that, and that's the same as well. Like the minute we get some sun, you'll see. It'll be like, mate. It it won't even be warm. And we'll see a bit of sun and you'll see like Brits out with their tops off, walking around in vests, like because we, we don't get it often. So when we do, we just go we go wild, you know. That's why people in Australia are always outside all the fucking time. They're they're nice and crispy because they're just it's sunny there twenty four seven basically. Exactly. It's a way of life, but we, we don't get that at all. And again, that's why when we go on holiday or when we do get the sun, we go so wild because we're we're not used to it. Yeah, I definitely think, um, you know, weather definitely plays a factor in all that, too. Have you ever seen Epic Mealtime? No, I haven't. You need to look up that YouTube. They so these guys on YouTube, um, they're called Epic Mealtime. They do food things, but they they create this food that is the I mean, it would make your stomach just hurt just watching them do it. They created a I think it was a 50 pound pizza. And they line the crust of the pizza with other pizzas and little hot pocket pizzas. And then they baked it, but they do these epic, huge, like bacon weaved with bacon. And the dude, the guys are from Canada. So um, they'll be uh, drinking like Jack or something and be like, we don't give a fuck. And they'll just like pour all over the thing. But it's, you know, they create some, I mean, a 60 pound meatloaf. I think they had a hundred pound cereal one time. And it's all these guys after they create it, they take you through the process of it. And they devour it, dude. I would watch those videos that and uh, hell's kitchen with gordon ramsay religiously on the treadmill like when you're like starving and you're still running and you're fasting or something you're just watching it like i'm getting i'm getting something out of this hey, you, you like gordon ramsay he's big out there no? uh yeah he's i like him just because like he's a really nice person off camera like he's a bit of a dick on camera i think i saw him yell at a couple kids one time and i was like i get it but like it's nice too because he also kind of corrects a lot of businesses down here that are running like really, really bad. Like we've had so many restaurants in my town alone that have kind of closed because of sanitation and all that. Like nobody giving a shit about the meat. I'm like, you're making food challenges. Someone comes in and you have a bad wing or something, you get someone poisoned. That's going to be terrible. Yeah, I think um, Gordon Ramsay, you know, for the TV and that, it's like a his alter ego. You know, it's like a persona. It's a bit like, a bit like me, you know, on Instagram, Big Daddy B. It's it's me, but it's like my alter ego. I'm not like that every single day, every minute, you know. I think it's the same with him. He's that's him, but it's like it's played up for the camera, you know. I think he's he's a nice guy. 
I would, deep down, you know. Yeah, I, I've seen videos of him at his house, like playing with his kids and stuff. I'm like, oh, he's a good dude. And I hear good things from like, you know, other videos of people like, oh, he's a great guy off camera, but on camera he's very critical and very, very mean because that's how you get the point across and stuff. And I'm like, I could tell. I just would suck if you're in the kitchen trying to make eggs. And he's like, you fucked it up. You're like, I'm just making eggs. Or I, I'll eat them anyway if I drop them. He, he's, a, he's a typical Brit, though, like how he is. Like that's literally like how I would be, you know, like, oh, fucking hell, what's going on? You fucked it up. Like, what's, you know what I mean? It's like, he, he makes me laugh. I'm it's just a typical Brit. That's why I like my buddy's house when I would go over there and watching this UFC fight on his, on, a, on his couch. And his dad's still in the same spot, leg cross cigarette, you know, ashtray right by the couch. And uh, this one dude was getting his ass whooped and he's like, oh, fucking hell. And I'm just like looking over like, I'm 15 years old. This is some crazy shit. I know my, my parents don't try and cuss in front of my friends, but like, you know, he's just going off and being real blunt, like windows open, just screaming, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, that's a very, again, very, very British thing, man. Like swearing here is like just, just some other word. It's, it's almost like part of our culture, you know. Well, people stigmatize it. I'm like, if you do that, and then it's going to be really weird to say. I'm like, it's just best to be open about it. Be natural about it. It's like, that's how you talk. That's how you talk. I, I think as well, it's, it's like anything. If if you do it so much, it just becomes the norm. So because you do it a lot, it doesn't have the same effect to people that don't do it a lot. So people who don't do it a lot hear it and think, oh, God, that's terrible. But the people saying it, because they say it so often, it doesn't have the same meaning, yeah. if that makes like sense. For me, I'll, if I drop something, I consider like cussing as a stress relief. Like if I drop something when I'm making food or something, like, oh, shit. You know, but like – my cousin's a diehard religious person, doesn't cuss, doesn't do anything. He's around my age. I'll drop like fuck or something. To me, that's nothing. But he considers it like an attack. He'll hold his ears like a knife just went through it and be like, dude, what, what the, what's wrong? Are you okay? And I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? I just said, you know, whatever. And he goes, no, no, no. And he goes, you have to be angry. Like, that, that's an offense to me. I'm like, oh, Jesus, no, no. That, that's like um, when I was first starting my page. God bless her, my wife. She was like, "Oh, maybe you know, if you want more followers, maybe you should, you should not curse as much." But I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna be me. I'm not gonna, you know, try and watch my language just to get some a few more followers." You know, well, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like you see people do specific pages on like ice cream reviews or something. It's like you're only getting people that like ice cream. You're not getting like uh, people that don't or lactose intolerant. I don't see you growing a big crowd there <laughs> in that community. Yeah, well, like I say, a, a leopard a leopard can uh, change its spots, you know. Exactly. It's about <laughs> making the page your own. And I really appreciate you, Big Daddy B, for coming out and doing the podcast, man. Uh, respect, man. Thanks for having me, yeah. Um, I want you to be able to plug your show, um, plug your YouTube channel, all that right now if you want. Yeah. So hit me up on Instagram at Big Daddy B's Foods um, and the same on, uh, on YouTube as well. But if you go onto my Instagram, I'm very active on there. And my YouTube link will be on there as well. Check it out. I'm, I'll make sure to link all that in the description too. And it's funny that we're talking about like real people in UK because my large audience is in the UK in a state because I do curse a lot in my podcast. So like, they're, they're just like, that's normal there. So I'm like, oh, that's perfect. I'll, I'll just capture that audience. I don't really care about here that much. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that, man. That's good. That's a bit of me. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Out of the Blank Podcast and stay tuned for our next episode.